Welcome to Costa Conversations. I'm super excited to bring you season two. Um, one of the first guests that I'm having on here is a gentleman who goes by Arm Bearded Warrior on YouTube and a couple other things, depending on where you know him from. Um, I'm excited to have you on, brother. What's going on, man? Everything's going great, brother. Like I've been saying for the longest, I've been excited and hyped to do this. And like I said, um, I've been on you know Twitter and IG you know what I'm saying? Hyping this up and even hyping you up because, like I said, Appreciate it. no one's doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Aside from other people that um, Black-owned businesses and um, from the Black Twitter community, they're promoting each other. But as far as bringing everybody to a single platform and getting every, everyone a chance to give their story, who they are, and everything else like that, ain't nobody doing it like you, bro. So, so well, I, like, I appreciate yeah. that. You know, I got, I got a shout-out to... Uh, yeah, uh, another cat out there who's doing something similar, but maybe a little different. Uh, goes by Trenchwork Chronicles. I like what he's doing. Um, okay. Bringing on a couple of different folks, but other than that, I would I would love to to learn about other people who are who are promoting um, just the stories of people, but specifically what I what I'm trying to do right now, promoting different black owned businesses, different individuals from the community um, to really promote the idea of safe and responsible firearms ownership amongst our yeah. community um mm. for for everybody you know two ways for everybody but especially yeah. especially just trying to reach folks with um just safe and responsible ownership of firearms that's important to me i know that's important to you bro um i heard you just kind of recently got into uh, a little bit of firearms instruction a little training yeah um i recently acquired my um firearm instructor license you know through the nra uh in the beginning of May, I took the course. Uh, it was a two-day course on May 1st and May 2nd. You know what I'm saying? I passed it. It was a, uh, it was a very much a huge learning experience, and it was fun, a little bit of nerve-wracking, but at the same time, it wasn't too nerve-wracking because I feel like um, I can absorb things pretty well, and I'm a pretty good test taker. So, But uh, the fun part for me was, was the shooting portion. You know what I mean? Hey. That itself was a... Um, you know, was an experience and a teaching moment at the same time. Uh, I would say it was a um, teach moment because everything that you've learned, you know, prior to me even taking a test as far as like, you know, the shooting fundamentals, as far as fine alignment, grip, trigger press, and everything else like that. But at the same time, it wasn't at an indoor range. It was at an outdoor range. So that means the wind can alter your, can alter the bullet a little bit. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, so dealing with that and everything else like that, but also one of the people that was on the line with me, you know, um, a young lady, she was, you know, of course, trying to take the course to be a, a firearms instructor as well. Yeah. But, um, you know, I actually, I was actually one of the first people that passed, so which was great. So the instructor had us like, you know, hang back or to try and help any of the other people that were shooting, trying to pass. And then late, you know, the young lady right next to me, she was surprisingly actually having a problem. Um, the problem was she wasn't hitting her target. And I'm, and I actually wondered why she wasn't. And, um, and when the head instructor, uh, Marcos, uh, he actually 
you know, looked at the firearm that she was using. I believe it was like a was like a what a Mark Four, like one of those twenty twos. I believe that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, like a, a one of the first or second gen ones, not the okay. newest one they recently came out. Right, the new ones um, are nice. Yeah, uh, she wasn't lining aligning her signs right. She was only focusing on the front side, oddly, <laughs> you know. Um, and then once she kind of, uh, I guess, got her sights aligned, but she still wasn't, you know, getting it right. So I allowed her to use, actually, to see if she felt more comfortable, I allowed her to use my uh, GSG Firefly that I recently got. You know, that was a firearm I recently got. So I can, um, you know, use it to, to take the course and everything else like that. And I let her use it. And it was actually easier for her to use because me, every time I get a new firearm, I always paint my front sight red. So I can identify the front sight through the rear sight so much easier. And, you know, I let her use it and I coached her through the whole thing, you know what I'm saying, as far as, you know, taking a breath, proper grip, you know, find that wall and slowly squeeze the trigger to the rear and everything else like that. She was, then that's when she was getting, I told her to breathe as well, because I know when you're trying to hold the freaking clown for, for a good period of time, you're, you start to shake a little bit, your arms start to get fatigued and your hands start, your palms start to get sweaty. And I told her, this is no rush, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you feel like your arms getting fatigued, your hands are getting sweaty, put put the firearm down. Take a breath, wipe your hands off, you know what I'm saying? Shake it off, get right back into it, you know? And I coached her through the whole thing, and she passed. And went, awesome. so, so seeing her pass, and I knew that I helped her do it when she was kind of low-key freaking out in the beginning, you know, made me, it made me feel good. You know, yeah. that's that's why... I, I know I did it. That's why I wanted to do it in the VA conference in the first place because I did help one or two friends, uh, you know, learn to shoot. Actually, I, even, I actually helped him do his choosing a firearm that he would potentially like. You know, um, I said, "You know, get this one." I just gave him a suggestion. Maybe you may like this one because you got bigger hands like me. The grip may feel nice to you. You know what I'm saying? You may like it. And I've been, you know, helping him out. You know what I mean? And uh, but like I said. Coaching her through that and seeing her succeed in that breath of fresh air when she realized she passed, I'm like, that's why I do it. Just to see that joy in her face. Now, um, it's going to sound, man, I'm trying not to sound like a gatekeeper or somebody who is yeah, some sort ahead. of elitist, but I'm, I'm just going to come out and, and ask yeah. you, like, how do you feel, bro? Like, she's going to this instructor course after she gets it she basically has a certification that allows her to just go and teach anybody do you feel like she has anything to teach people being that she had to seems like learn how to shoot right there at the line uh, <clears throat> uh with that being said um i will say that throughout the uh pandemic i believe starting in uh early 2019 Mm-hmm. Like how there was a surge of firearms instructors and everything else like that, not just from us, but any like uh, everywhere, but, yeah. yeah, everywhere, black, white, Spanish, it doesn't matter. Um, people were getting fired, laid off, left and right. I was actually one of those people that got laid off, but it wasn't for too long. Thank God, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's awesome. But, I'm glad you uh, glad you're not still in that situation. That, oh that's man, rough. yeah, God, I'm not in it no more. But yeah. um. You know, and some people needed quick money, and people also saw that people wanted to get their firearms and get registered because of the way the world was moving at that point. And some people saw that 
Brown's construction was one of them. And me, I feel like um, if you want to do that, something as serious as that, you need to have a passion for that. You can't just want to, you know, hop, like, hop on the train. Like, I felt like how a lot of people hopped on the the stocks train when Dogecoin and all that. I feel like that yeah. was and I'm like, oh man, you know, to the moon. It was just a trend, and I felt like farm construction was a trend at that time, you know. And you have to have had some kind of training or even self training by educating yourself. You know, saying so like mm-hmm. if you're not paying to go to courses and stuff like that, if you don't have the funds to be doing it every other week or every other month, continue to train yourself and find information or consult with people that you that know their stuff. So that you know that you're at least getting you're practicing it yourself, and um, uh, that's so when it when it's like that, I don't think if you really if you don't have a passion for it and you just want to get bread off of it, that is something you probably shouldn't be doing because yeah, you know that's my that's my personal take. Now, um, where she's at right now, what she's doing, I don't know, and I hope that um, uh, that she's giving herself more training or seeking training from people that she knows that's better than her so that before she actually really develops a curriculum and starts teaching people you know what i'm saying like i hope that's what you've done before because i saw i oh, know not saw but listened to the interview you had you know with stephanie shout out to stephanie um you know, she said you gotta have a, a mentor, a dope mentor that will call you out on your BS, call you out when you're wrong, and mm-hmm. you know they can't be afraid to check you. And I hope she's attained somebody like that because, like you said, if she's at the line needing assistance, whether it was from me or from anybody else, that's the eyebrow up. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, that's I mean, the eyebrow you're saying up. like. The gun that she chose to bring to an event, which I hope the gun that you bring to an event, to, uh, like mm-hmm. a shooting event, whether it be a training mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, a, a test or anything like that, like oh, yeah, or yeah, even yeah. your EDC, like I, I hope that's something mm-hmm. you train with. And yeah. I'm like, dang, you showed up to uh, to get your license and certification. I know you knew there was going to be a shooting test, and you brought a gun mm-hmm. that you can't shoot. Like I'm, I'm not trying to bag on her, but I'm trying I'm to yeah. just like. It, it bewilders me because she's not the only one. That's the thing. She's no. not the only one. No. So, you know, and, and um, I, hope she, I hope she's improving. Like, yeah, I really do. I, yeah. And one thing I also learned um, that there are some people on the line that, you know, that didn't pass, you know what I'm saying? And I believe mm-hmm. that uh, some people didn't pass because of, you know, <clears throat> the firearms that they chose to bring to the test, you know, mm-hmm. to, to bring to the shooting portion. You know what I'm saying? Like they, like they didn't really think it through, <laughs> you know. And uh, yeah. some, whereas like, you know, they need some more work. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing, you know, wrong with needing more work, especially right. when you are getting to a profession where you're going to be teaching people to use a tool that can harm people and harm them, harm themselves. So right. you gotta, you know, what I'm saying, take that, you know, very seriously. So, you know, for for those who did pass. I know that like they seemed like they they knew what they were doing that much, you know what I'm saying. And um, even some of the people that didn't that uh, that didn't pass, you know, they um, I think because of uh, you know I don't know what it was nerves, 
or you know what I'm saying, yeah. nerves can you can you can shoot really good, but when you're I guess put to the test, you get in the front of that line or whatever, you know, nerves can't get to you. You know what I'm saying? What's a lie? My nerves got to me too because the first try I did, I'm like, okay, uh I'm not liking how this is looking. But mm-hmm. I knew like like I told you before, uh I felt my arms and my, my arms and my hands fatiguing, palms getting sweaty. Take it slow. Breathe. It's not a contest. Like this is yeah. Something that you really want, you gotta uh, take it slow. That's exactly what I did, and I was able to just focus, get that breathing right, like the things that they taught you, taught you, and taught me. So, and that's how I was able to pass. But, and I'm sure you've seen this too that um, that there are people, whether it's in a training course or at a range, that people need more work and mm-hmm. you know where they just need to like before they even get to a range they gotta you know i guess do some dry firing type you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you know i have uh my laser cartridge site that i put inside my barrel and i still dry fire practice like to this day you know what i'm saying like dry fire practice is like it's like a religious practice to me you know what i'm saying because yeah. um gotta do it yeah, even though I haven't been to the range in a while, I still do that, you know, because it keeps it keeps you focused on the basic farm shooting fundamentals. Like I said, as far as grip, um, trigger press, and finding that wall, and uh, you know, find alignment. And if I feel like if people don't focus on that first before you actually put a put a round inside of a um, inside of a firearm and you pull it and you feel the recoil and everything else like that to prepare yourself for the recoil and the sound and all that and you the surrounding. Yeah, it can be too much, like all at once. Yeah, yeah all um, at once. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit a point real quick and then we'll we'll jump on to something else. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I just recently saw a story update from a cat who goes by uh he runs a company called Starting Point Defense. Cool dude. I like him. I've talked to him a little bit. And mm-hmm. he put in his story, like, before you go ahead and strap your gun to your hip, before you holster up and get out the door, mm-hmm. go ahead and empty it out, clear the weapon, go ahead and, uh, you know, run a few dry fire rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, <laughs> do five or ten. Just a few yeah. just a few reps. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're good. Because in, in the event where there's a serious emergency and it's life mm-hmm. and death and people are literally dying in front of you, mm-hmm. you don't want to contribute to that problem you want to be uh somebody who's helping so yeah i'm gonna start actually implementing that i'm i'm embarrassed to say i haven't been doing that um not mm-hmm. often i've, I've done mm-hmm. it a few times but it's not uh part of my practice you know where i'm like all right let me go ahead and take two minutes and just go ahead and get 10 reps in and then load up and get out the door like mm-hmm. i think that's i think that's a fair thing to do especially if you're going through all the trouble of strapping a gun to your hip um so I'm, I'm going to start doing that. I recommend other people do it. Of course, please be safe. Clear that weapon using mm-hmm. um, the, the points of contact. And of mm-hmm. course, um, just be safe. Um, yeah, most definitely. Uh, yeah. I, I did want to actually um, mm-hmm. kind of bounce over real quick and, and ask mm-hmm. you about uh, how you got started in 2A. Like, I know you, you okay. got your YouTube channel, uh, the Art mm-hmm. Bearded Warrior uh, YouTube mm-hmm. channel. Um, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of curious about how you got started, bro. Um, now, how I got started um, to be uh, in the Twitch community, let alone a gun owner, uh, was it was in 2016, and this was after, um, you know, Trump actually got elected. And um, like I said, I'm gonna keep it a thousand when it comes to this. Um, 
when I saw um, damn near like overnight, you know, how hate crimes risen, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm seeing, you know, stuff on IG. I'm seeing, you know, people from the Muslim community getting harassed and stuff like that, having their hajibs like ripped from their heads or, you know, just getting harassed. And um, I even remember seeing a Facebook post of a, you know, from a young black woman where she was at a gas station pumping her gas and what, three or four of these uh, white individuals, you know, got out their car and approached her and said, you know, we're just basically just being, excuse my French, but like, bro, like saying things of, based on what she, what I can remember her saying in her Facebook post was that you see who's in office now you know what I'm saying? You might as well come back where you came from. And they're approaching her saying this. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, she's a young black woman outnumbered. You know what I'm saying? Clearly, these probably males are bigger than her. You know what I'm saying? She said, you know, like the amount of fear that she said she had, like just being harassed like that. You know, it's like where people who supported Trump, those that had that mentality, you know what I'm saying? They felt like they, uh, because of who was in office, had similar views, you know what I'm saying? They said like, oh yeah, we can do whatever the heck you want. When I was seeing how that was going on, I said, no, not me. I wasn't going to be the one that you could do that to. And, you know, what was it going to happen? So something told me that I need to, um, you know, get a, get a firearm, you know what I'm saying? Get a, um, get trained, take a, take a CCW course. And um, I actually, you know, did research on some firearms. You know, I found one on YouTube that I liked and it ended up being the Citroën uh, MT 2.0. Not only a handgun, the Gen 2, the four and a quarter inch barrel. And, um, you know, I looked at it enough of views on it where I'm like, okay, I liked it. I, you know what I mean? And uh, then I went to go and uh, take the course, you know what I'm saying? Did it all in one day and, uh, when I did that course, that was actually my very first time shooting a firearm, period. Like, I've had, of course, you know, when you're growing up as a kid, you had the little Nerf guns or the little plastic guns you get in the 99 cent store, you know what I'm saying? And uh, what had the little BB guns, little plastic BB guns you find at the flea market, you know, uh, with the little plastic pellets. But I never shot a real firearm. And the instructor had had us shoot his firearm. I think he let us shoot what five rounds, and uh, and of course I had the, the gun range jitters. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'm behind, I'm behind the range, but like where you can see everybody, but you don't, you're not in there. So as the rounds are going off, you know I'm like, you know, getting got the nerves a little bit, might jump a little bit, but not too much. But it was when it was my turn, you know, put the hearing protection on and put the eyes on. And then I went in there, and when I started to hear the rounds go off, that's when I, yeah, okay, yeah, boy, this is real. <laughs> so, yeah. And when he, you know, you know, put put it in my hand. Of course, he taught us of, like you know how to hold it and the grip and everything mm-hmm. else like that. And uh, that first shot, when that first shot went up and up with the trigger, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what this feels like. <laughs> and granted, like I said, my hands were still shaking, but like I said, I. I um, I breathed through it, and when I left there, I was like, "Yo, that was amazing!" You know, it was 
little scary, a little nerve-wracking, but, you know, I liked it. So, and I said to myself, it was a good experience. It was a very eye-opening experience. And that's when I, you know, saved the money up and I got um, got the, the farm that I had researched the crap out of. And, um, you know, and I looked up on how to take it apart, if it's assemble it and reassemble it. You know what I'm saying? Then I took it to the range to um, shoot it, practice with it. And um, and something made me want to uh, create a YouTube channel, you know, where uh, I actually wanted to start vlogging. But at first, I didn't know what the heck I wanted to vlog about. So I was just doing whatever. But then after a while, I'm like, wait a minute. You know, kind of want to show people, you know, what this, uh, what is, what is like to be, you know, armed, you know, to defend yourself and uh, what it's like to be in a two-way community, but you're getting it from, you know, a black person. So it's going to be a little bit different, but, um, but that's where I realized, okay, yeah, let me just do it like that. And it actually called it at first, the Kari Chronicles. And the reason why it was called the Kari Chronicles is because um, I used to write lyrics and everything else like that. And I said, if I ever was going to, you know, uh, record one of these songs, I was going to call myself Kari because I looked up uh, what Kari meant, you know, K-H-A-R-I, um, for what I remember, it meant King and Swahili. So that's why I said I would call myself Kari. But that's when I decided to call the YouTube channel Kari Chronicles. That's when I started putting out content, you know, things about um, how I felt about, you know, being um, in the Twitter community, you know what I'm saying, the gun, the first firearms I got and everything else like that. And, you know, just doing product reviews. And that's really how it started, you know. But then as a couple of years went by, you know, um, when I got my the certification to be a firearms instructor, I knew that I couldn't go by a nickname that people knew me by. Because a lot of people knew me by Kari, because that's what I would say. But I knew that if I'm gonna, you know, have the certification, I gotta go by my government name, which which is David. So I so it went from the Kari Chronicles. I just turned it to what my IG handle was, Armed Bearded Warrior. So that's when I changed it to Armed Bearded Warrior, and uh, I'll be, you know, started calling myself David, so that people can know that like that's what they're gonna refer to me as. So, but it's actually been a fun journey doing that, doing the YouTube thing. You know what I mean? Um, I get to put out content that people need, that people, or some content that they never thought that they needed, you know what I'm saying? And I was the kind of person that I'm all for, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, I had it. I guess like affordable products, meaning like I'm a regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm a, I'm you got to get those budget products, bro. Yeah, I'm not a nine to five guy. I'm, I'm I'm a nine to five guy. I don't make a bunch of bread where I could buy you know five hundred or thousand dollar attachments or you know things mm-hmm. and goodies to put on my firearms and rifles like that. So what I did was, hey, I'm a, going to look up some look up say like a light or a red dot or iron sight or whatever, right? And um, or angle foregrip and try to uh, and I will be the test dummy to try it out for those that don't got the money to, to buy that product that, you know, like how we will say, uh, we'll say EOTech, right? Which is, right. you know, one of the top of the line red dots, it's right? Expensive. Not everybody got bread to do that, you know, right. or no. say I mean, for it. So I, yeah, so I said, okay, let me look up something that's not as expensive, but the quality could be very decent. I'm going to order it. 
I'm going to buy it. I'm going to put on my rifle mm-hmm. and give it a test and see how it is. And if it's sufficient, you know, because I'm all about being practical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not the super technical person. And uh, I learned that concept from Citizens Edge, out in Cali, shop at Citizens Edge, um, about, you said, we're, we're here about being practical, not tactical. That's what you said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, because it's, so you're going to use it for self-defense or home defense, you know, yeah, that's it. You don't need the biggest, coolest name brand stuff. So I would try it. If it works, I would say, hey, this works. And if it didn't work, I would tell you, it don't work. Don't get this. You know what I'm saying? I gave it a test. Don't do it. And if it did work, I'll drop the link in there so they can go and purchase it themselves and stuff like that and try it out. So at least they heard it from someone who was non-biased or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, okay, the guy's not BS. He's not, you know, just pulling our tail and do you feel like that's a do you feel like that's an issue in the two-way community uh in regards to like bigger gun channels that they might have like a bias or like some sort of special interest in making sure you buy that product believe that there are some biases out there even though it's not going to admit it yes i 100 do believe there are biases and uh, that's why um i feel like my audience they value that i'm not they're happy that I'm not biased. So that, uh, like, for example, um, I bought a product from this brand called uh, <clears throat> um, Greek Arms. It was an ambidextrous charging handle, you know what I'm saying? And I uh, mm-hmm. did the full installation and everything else like that. And, um, you know, people liked it. And that video was still getting views and everything else like that. Like, people are still commenting on that about, like, oh, man, that appreciate the video, man. I'm going to, you know, buy that one. And, uh, Hey, look at you know, that. And, um, you know, and Breek Arms, you know, they saw it, you know what I'm saying? I should listen to my, hey, man, y'all product was dope. I was so dope. I could make a video about it and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And uh, they, they appreciated that. And I'm pretty sure that people that people that didn't know about them, you know, I'm sure they found out when I made that video. Cause, but I found about them through another, through a friend, you know, like he right. giveaway from Breek Arms for the, for the, uh, for the charging handle. But I said, oh, and they should try to handle it. Yeah, that's cool. Like, I will actually like one. And um, I started doing product, like buying certain products from different brands. And some of them saw it. And uh, they appreciated it so much uh, that they um, decided to uh, hit me up and reach out to me. One of them was uh, uh, Slim Fit Holsters. Uh, that's actually a current brand that I'm sponsored by. You know what I mean? uh, You know, uh, and I, because I'm a big dude, you know, I'm not the average skinny dude. I have some weight on me. So I'm pretty sure I know there's people like me that want to look for a holster that's like big boy friendly. That's like, you know what I mean? I mean, depending on what I'm eating, depending on the week or the month, I feel the same way. I'm like... I don't know. It don't fit the same. <laughs> exactly. So, you know what I'm saying? So there's not a lot of videos that show holsters that are, you know, big guy friendly. So yeah. when I bought one from Slimfield Holsters and I did a video on it and I'm like, yo, this is actually, or even before I did a video on it, I thought I'm like, yo, I sat down with it, got up, sat down with it, bent over with it. Cause I, I guess that's like, well, that's a big boy test. You see how it's, how it feels when you sit down, when you get up and you sit down, you bend over, you lean or whatever. And if it's mm-hmm. like not pinching you or not digging into your pelvis or anything else like that, then it's a go. And when I put that video out, 
you know what I'm saying? I got a really good response, you know what I'm saying? And the, and the company appreciated it too, you know what I mean? And, um, uh, and they, and we even got into a conversation where they said, Hey man, uh, you know, matter of fact, I actually approached them actually because you know me, I'm a goal getter. So Do it. I said, Hey, you know, I'm still, like, I showed them the stats, like, yo, these people that I did, a, I, well, I did the video for your host, are like, they're responding really well. And I'm still getting comments about, you know what I'm saying, about y'all website. So, you know, if y'all, if y'all could give me, you know, a, um, you know, a promo code to use to present to my audience on IG and on YouTube, you know what I'm saying, maybe you can make something happen. And they said, okay, yeah, cool, we'll do that. And uh, they gave me that code, um, I believe, in April, the 4th of April, I believe. And within, dude, like three months, let's just say they got some sales from, from, from doing that. And from That's awesome. That. And, but I know it's because it's the way I make my content. Like I, you know, I, I make my content to where you will want to watch it. Like if it's going to be like a 15 to 20 minute video, which is long and I understand sometimes our attention spans are like, no, I don't got time for that. <laughs> Preaching to the choir, bro. Time. But um, but it's how I present it and how I promote it. Like I keep putting it in your face all the time. You yeah. know, and I try to be as creative as I can because I have, I'm actually like being creative when it comes to my videos and my content. Yeah, look at so, that. Yeah, and I even made a two minute promo for it. And um, see, I, that's actually a good idea. I know like production time and all that stuff. And if you're trying to put out other videos, but if you're trying to really promote and push a product that you actually believe in, Mm -hmm. a little two minute video can be beneficial, especially if you get some sort of incentive out of it. I get that. Actually, while we're, while we're on the subject and I don't want to cut you off, but I I actually am super curious to get your opinion or your thoughts or maybe just an explanation of the process for guys who are maybe interested in getting into, um, the firearms promotion or mm-hmm. the two way community like, mm-hmm. at, at your level um, mm-hmm. in regards to, how do I say, how do you approach sponsorships, mm-hmm. products, product reviews, free products, um, disclosures, mm-hmm. um, affiliate marketing, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. How, how do you approach that as, you know, our bearded warrior, as somebody in the community? Uh, how do you do it? Uh, one, you have to have content. Like, mm-hmm. if you, like, you know, I understand some people, they just, um, like to take, you know, fancy pictures and edit them real nice and real good. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, of course, I understand that people do like high quality pictures and stuff like that, but the con, it can't just be pictures. It has to be videos. Like, it has to be, you know, um, unique. It has to come from you. Like, don't try to act like or look like everybody else. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like be yourself. That's why sometimes in some of my videos or my content, I may do something different. And when I say different, I mean like comedic in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there was a um there was a video I did where um I was in a hoodie, right? And I was um doing some dry fire practice, right? And um I did it I did it successfully three times, like, you know, uh like I drew. You know, I, I drew, got the shot off. I drew and I got the shot off. I think it was the third or the fourth time when I went to go and do the drive fire, right? I tried to do a, you know, a mag change, right? Drop the mag, get the, get another mag and um, put it in. 
And when I did it the first time, it didn't go the way I wanted. And I was like, ah, uh-huh. like, like, <laughs> like screaming. I put like an oh, screaming. And then I was like, hmm, like, man, how can I do this better? Like, how can I, you know, be more important with my reloads? And I looked at the camera, I was like, so this is what I did. Uh, you seen the the movie Back to the Future, right? With uh, uh, Dr. Emmett Brown, he had those uh, Back to the Future shades. Yeah, I actually got like almost like a cool, like a cooler replica version of that from a guy named um, what? At Full Metal Jello, he's another uh, two way guy. Yeah, I've been seeing those. Yeah, uh huh. I got one of those from him because I'm like, man, those look cool. I want to get me a pair. And so what I really did was was I got close to the camera like this and I did one of these and it had like, I did like a cool, crazy transformation. Yeah, they transition. My, oh, yeah, all, yeah, transition. And I had it, they were on my face and, um, you know, and, I, and on the top left it said, oh, level up, like a little, like, almost like I was in a, like a video game hall mode, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, another transition where it's like, whew, and then I'm like, okay. And it got the whole thing, like, like I'm literally in the freaking game and whatnot. And I did it again. I did it right three times in a row. And I was like, yeah, that's right. It was nice. And then <laughs> as I pulled my firearm back, I checked and I put it back in my holster. I picked up the mag that I dropped. And on the way out, it's, I, I said this myself, like I changed my voice though. And I said, mission complete. But it said it in like in a robot voice though. Right, right, right. Yeah, and that's when I put my hand to the camera. And so it was like, this is something that, that like that is someone not would expect. Like, yo, this dude was drive by practicing. He messed up. He's like, man, how can I get better at it? Oh, let me put my gamer shades on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, right, just being and, goofy, like just being creative. Yeah, exactly. No, you know, that's cool. And just, just being different because I kind of, like I'm fun and I like to be funny sometimes. And just being creative and different like that, you know what I mean? And uh, or like when I did one with, uh, I had an AR-15 round and, um, you know, I, I was looking at it and whatever and I showed it the camera. I just threw it up and I reached up and my, I pulled my AR-15 down like how the, the AR-15, the uh, two, two, three, five, five, six round just went up and it transformed into a, you know, to an AR-15 and I pulled down my rifle. Just being creative nice. like that. You know, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, just be yourself. And um, if you bought a product from, uh, so before I go into something else, just be unique and be yourself. You got to put put content out and you gotta make content that content that resonates with you and who you are as a person. If you're a spontaneous and like extrovert kind of person, make content like that. If you're cool and chill, make cool and chill content. Like but it's gonna be not too chill. Make it it's a little edgy, like how I just talked about, right? And um as far as uh trying to get sponsorship of uh, if you buy a product from a company that you like and you really enjoy like you like the product. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if you want to do a, do a review on it, um, you know, do a review on it and don't be biased. You know, just be completely, completely honest. And um, when you make the video, like before, like when you edit the video and anything else like that, make sure it looks nice and it's crisp, crisp and everything else like that. You post it to your YouTube channel or if you put it on your IG, IGTV, so it could be a longer video or whatever, right? And when you do it, uh, you um, you can let it sit on your YouTube channel or your page, or whatever, right? And um, but if you want to go the extra mile to try and get the company's eyes on you, you DM them the link to the video on your YouTube channel that you made of the of their product. 
you DM it to them and say, hey, I love you guys probably so much that I decided to make a, a, a video on it so they can get to my audience so that people can know about your brand and your product. You know what I mean? And um, if they don't respond, that's okay. But that's the gamble, though. That's the gamble of, like, you know, potentially, like, being heard that way. You know what I mean? Some of them, may you may get lucky and where they see it, and they comment on it and everything else like that. I mean, that's what happened with what happened with me very recently with um, you know, uh, the company called Outer Impact. Um, uh, where Outer Impact, yeah, yeah, you heard that's it, right? Yeah. What was the product? Uh, the product was uh, just making sure I make sure I clear this, you know, I drop the mag and you know, eject around and everything else like that. The this adapter plate. You know, for a red dot on the Switchwest MP Shield EV9, this is the EV9 I have, right? So I know that uh, I actually found out about this through a friend of mine. I'm like, oh, so you can put a red dot on the freaking EV9? What? Okay. And so I found about it. I bought the product. And you can actually put it on the 380 version as well, but you can also put them on other firearms, but I wanted it for the EV9 because that's what I had. And um, I did an installation video on it, and I bought a red dot. This is the Bushnell RXS 100. And um, I did the whole installation video from beginning to end, and that was like a 20-minute video, right? <clears throat> so, and it's been getting a lot of good buzz and everything else like that. And um, people have been, because I'm sure that, because Smith was an MP Shield EV9 was a farm that was like dropped back in, I believe around 2019, mid or late 2019, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Because it must it, have been, because when I first heard about the EZ, it was only in 380, so it must have more yeah. recently uh, yeah. had a nine variant. Or, or it might have been late 2018. And that was the farm that like, that was for, you know, because it's easy to manipulate, easy to rack, you know what I'm saying? And I had, you know, it has the, <clears throat> has the grip safety, of course, they also have the manuals, the thumb safety and pedestrian thumb safety, but I chose mine without it because I'm not the biggest fan of safety. And because I have big hands, sometimes the recoil could make my thumb activate the safety when I don't want it. And I don't want to be in a gunfight and my thumb activate the safety. So I chose right. to get mine without the safety. So, makes um, sense. Yeah, so I made the video, right? And I put out there and I realized that I was the only one that made a video for the product, for the outer impact adapter for the Smith & MP Shield EV9. No one else made it. I, so I said, there's a demand for this. I know it is. Just because there's a product out there doesn't mean no one made the video. So I got the product, I got the firearm, I got the red dot, go put it out. Someone's gonna be glad that you freaking made the video. Yeah. And that's what I did. And um, within, I would say, what, about maybe a two or three week period? It was getting a good response, and the and the company Outer Impact hit me. They saw the video, and they hit me, and they hit me up through the comment. They said, "Appreciate you for uh, you know reviewing our product and everything else like that." And then they even emailed me to say the same thing. And they said, you know, to show their appreciation, you know, what I'm saying they sent me a dope Outer Impact shirt. You know, what I'm saying they said, nice. you know, and they said, you know, looking forward to hopefully working in the future. And I said. Oh, trust me, you will. I'm taking the take full advantage of that. You know what I mean? So it's not like they said, come like, hey, email the chance so we can talk about it. They didn't say that. But because of, you know, like what they said through the comment and through the email, I'm like, that's an open opportunity. You know what I mean? And uh, so it's just going that extra mile 
by if you got a product, put yourself out there and make the video because you never know who may need what you have. Yeah, I mean, there's there's all sorts of products that people need. I mean, shoot, mm-hmm. even just kind of like what I do here, and just with mm-hmm. the interviews and setting up. There's there's some there's some products that I'm looking at. I'm like, oh, is there a, is there a different product? I I like that one, but I feel like there's no competition for it. Competition mm-hmm. video, uh, competition product comes out for like mm-hmm. a recording device or something like that. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me see about it. Let me go on YouTube, see what people are saying. There mm-hmm. might be like three videos on it. I'm like, ah, they're all saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Can somebody else say something a little different? Is somebody else talking about X, Y, and Z? And yeah, mm-hmm. you can go read like a, a board or something like that and yeah. hear about it. But sometimes you want to see somebody like really working with the product and you know, complaining what, about it. See what see their emotions. That's you know? exactly what it is right there, man. And um, you know, side note, um with the company that sponsored me since the holsters, um when they showed me how many times my code was used over the course of a three month span. I was like, wow, I'm surprised that that many people use it. You know what I'm saying? And um, uh, now they also have another person that they sponsor, right? And he has a much bigger phone. I only have like, what, probably currently 1,700. But when they hit me up and told me and showed me the numbers, I had like about 1,600, close to 1,700, but we'll just say 1,600, like 1,650, we'll say. Mm. But they told me the other guy that they sponsor, he has 15K followers on Instagram. But you think it's a lot, right? It is. But when they showed, it depends yeah, on how Instagram wants to do yeah, it. Yeah, I know. But when they showed me, when they told me rather, how many times his his discount, his 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 code was used, I'm like, okay, mine was used. We'll just say I'll even give you the, I'll give you like a, a average number. We'll just say, we'll just say a hundred, right? Over sure. over three months span, that's at least like what. That's at least thirty people a month, I would say. Yeah, yeah you might take roughly, yeah. yeah. But this guy's promo code was only used eight times, and he had fifteen k. So it's like, mm. what's the problem? <laughs> like, what's the difference? How that phone that got fifteen k, you know, what I'm saying followers, but their code was only used eight times versus me, I got way less than he does, but my code was used as many times. And yeah, I, and, I, and I think that's that's actually something that I've seen on the on the interwebs is that, you know, it really doesn't matter. You could have a thousand followers, you could have ten thousand, hundred thousand, you could have a million followers. Mm-hmm. But if people aren't really engaging with your content, and there's maybe people will comment, but yeah. if you haven't built a relationship with your with your uh, your fans or your yeah. your followers or whatever you want to call them, to the point where if you say like, hey, I trust this product. You can probably mm. trust it too. Give it a shot. Go go yeah. try it out. If if your word mm-hmm. doesn't actually mobilize people, your word is mm. not worth much to yeah. me anyways. And I um, say that in my videos a lot. That like when I'm trying it, if it's if it's, I will tell you that. I don't care who I got it from. Now if it's good and it feels good to me, especially for those that you know, like I said with the holster, like if I'm a big dude and this holster doesn't feel comfortable to me, and I'm saying that it doesn't. I'm letting you know, but I think because I, you know, obtained that trust with my audience, whether they're a, a big person or not, they trust my word. Because I did review on a red dot before, I put it on my, my rifle and I shot with it and I was seeing problems, I was seeing issues. And I'm like, okay, all right, guys, I try it out and um, this was the issues, these were the problems, I recommend you don't get this. <laughs> I spread yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? And 
Good. So, quick question. Um, do you have you ever seen a product that you had a feeling was actually not so good? And mm -hmm. did you decide, let me do the review anyways, or did you avoid it? How did how do you feel like hmm. you, you deal uh, with those products? And uh, how do you plan on dealing with those products going forward? I'm going to be honest with you. Um, some of the products that I've used, I've actually gambled. When I say gambled, mm -hmm. I mean like I've seen no review on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you know what? This may be a product someone may use, like for, like for example, right? I believe in getting an affordable product right now that's in your budget, and if you want to save up to get the even better one, do that. But because you need it right now, like me, this is one of my biggest pet peeves, bro. And I'm pretty sure the people that are watching this, you're going to be like, he's talking about me. Ah, Check your heart. Yeah, do that. <laughs> so my biggest pet peeve is when I see red dots, on rifles, right? Mm -hmm. There's no iron sights on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, red dots require batteries, right? And what can batteries do? They can die. Yes. So, where they run out in six months, which would be bad, a bad battery, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or they run out in a year or two, it's going to run out. And it may be in a time when you are in a serious situation. So when it runs out, you need iron sights. You need backup sights. So when I so when I see people with just red dots on their rifles, and I see no iron sights. I'm like, bro. So what the heck are you gonna do when that equipment runs out? So I mean, that's a good point. That's that's actually something to consider. And I wonder if there's a logical reason why somebody might say like, ah, oh, I didn't, I didn't opt for it because this optic can do this, or because I know. I wonder. If there's actually a reason or if it's just them not My thinking about it. My personal opinion, I don't see a logic, but I can see why they may do that. I can see the reason they may say because I got this red dot. I want to hurry up and try it out now. <laughs> and they just want right, to right, right. put that sucker on there, go to the range, try it out, test it out. Okay. Oh, right, you got it. You test it out. You're good. Okay, you want to get some iron sights now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I got you. Yeah, so now what I did was, now for some iron sights, right, you got to pay 40 or $50 for the front sight and 50 for the back. I'm like, so dang, you're $100 for the I've seen I've seen that, and I, it, mm -hmm. the price to me is offensive because yeah, a lot of these sights like, are plastic. On, that thing is. It's plastic, bro. Freaking this small. Y'all make a billion of them. How are they fifty dollars? How in the heck is this? Like every gun needs sights. It's not like, oh man, we're gonna sell this emitter with fancy um, electronics in there that's gonna last ten years and it's bomb proof. Exactly. It's exactly. it's a piece of plastic or metal, depending on which one you got. Yeah, it's not that special. And yeah. I, I defy so, anybody to come in my comment section and tell me that they're special. <laughs> Don't worry, but we're gonna get them. But that's okay. But uh, so what I did was. You know, I know this is going to be a crucifying work for some people, but Amazon, yes, I've done it. So what? Shoot me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I've looked up some uh, some affordable iron sights, right? Where I was like, okay, these are up here. No one's reviewed them. Are they garbage or are they okay to where you can put these on your rifle right now? And maybe when you probably put what? Maybe put a 20-year or 30-year or whatever? You check whatever, and then when you finally get them out that you want, you can buy the more expensive iron sights that, like, you know, from the big brand names, like, you know, Magpul or whatever, right? But these iron sights here, what's they like? This iron sight is like what? The front and the back combined? 
is 40. Not 40 for the front and 40 for the back. Like, no, 20 for the front, 20 for the back. I saw no review on it. I said, let me be the guinea pig. I buy them. I wait to get here. I try them. Put them on my rifle. Go to the range. Line them up. Use my, my uh, laser bore sight. You know what I mean? For those who don't know the laser bore sight, I suggest you get one so that when you go to the range, you don't have to keep lining stuff up, firing around or a round or two, bring your target back and be like, oh, I'm still off. I'm going to send the right back out there. You're doing the game. The laser bore sight saves you rounds and time. So that's like, I put the laser I've board. never used one, but uh, I'm curious oh. to do some research and see how, how, uh, how helpful it is, being that you're saying it's pretty good. Have no fear. I was sending you a video on I did on a laser board site, and that laser board site was 16 bucks. Got from Amazon. You had that, down yet. That'll save me a bunch of money because last time I had to zero my uh, rifle, it was a pain. Trust me, bro. You, I, I got you with it. And um, so I put my laser board sight at the end of my rifle, right? I put the laser sight, I put the um, iron sights on, and I just sighted them to where, uh, you know, Mm-hmm. To where I see the dot at, and um, I put it out. I think at, like I think about twenty yards to put it out, and uh, you know I was firing and everything else like that. I brought the target back, and it when I was lined up, I was good. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so, and you know because sometimes depending on how the iron sights are made, they can you know even though you feel like you screwed them tight, they start to come loose anyway. And you're like, wait, I just mm-hmm. I, I know I made it tight. Gotta get that lock tight. That that hey that too you're right, but that didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, I didn't do what some other people may do, where they may purposely try to break the product. Me, I don't do that, and I haven't, and I'm not on the, you know, I don't go out to where they try to do that, or like where like you know they'll dump it here, they'll do this to it, or they'll step on it. I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. But for the most part, I tried the iron sights. They worked well. They weren't finicky. You know what I'm saying? They they didn't uh, shift when I shot my rifle. So I said, okay, I'm going to keep these. And I put these out there. Hey, if you don't have enough to buy the Magpuls yet, try these. These are good right now. You ha- I put the link to Amazon at the bottom. You can try them out. And people appreciate that because that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. You you buy the affordable product. You've got it on your rifle now. You wait until you get more money. Then you get more money, you can take off the ones that you currently have and you put the new ones on. It's just that simple because I feel like you shouldn't have to wait, what, two or three months to save up just to get this product. Like, no, you can afford this right now, get it. So that at least you can feel good that you got it. But at least... Yeah. I know know a lot of people, a lot of folks have different philosophies on that. They say, Mm -hmm. uh, buy once, cry once. Yeah. A lot of these items are... A lot of these items are extremely expensive versus not expensive at all, where mm-hmm. it, you're, you're saving literally hundreds of dollars on the cheaper version to have something to get you by. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of in a weird place because I'm, I'm not interested in buying uh, a $200 firearm, just not for me. I'll spend $300 mm-hmm. um, because I feel like there's some really good options for three. But oh, yeah. that's, you know, you spend a little bit more. And I understand some people are in a really bad spot financially or just in their life right now. and They can't really yeah. swing that extra. Or they're bucks. not sponsored. Like, we're like, hey, man, uh, we just got this new plank in. Uh, why don't you try it out? Yeah, not everybody's sponsored, man. And <laughs> has the bread to. Hey, you know, working to, on it, man. Yeah, <laughs> I get it, though. Yeah, not everybody's sponsored to, 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 to try out the new stuff that, the new Gucci stuff that's out. So 
know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think no one's really acknowledging that, like, yo, the majority of the gun community is, like, average people that are probably, they're, like, not even middle class making sense. They're lower class, like, making a certain amount of money. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and I'm, like, I've actually, I've seen that a lot where I'm like, man, a lot of the guys that I follow, a lot of the guys who who I know on, on the gram are absolutely mm-hmm. obsessed with firearms. Like, they would skip meals to make sure that they can afford the nicest uh, this or the nicest that their accessories are, you know, top shelf, mm-hmm. like everything, like the, the, the parts that they put on the gun are more expensive than the gun. Like it's, it's that crazy. But, that, that's their prerogative. Hey, and you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I you can do that. I mean, shoot. I mean, if you've got it like that, enjoy your life. I don't care. Exactly. Like, like you just did. let me try it when we hit the range. You, you took the words out of my mouth. If you got it like that. All right. Now, if I don't got it like that, or you see George over here doesn't got it like that, mm-hmm. don't crucify George because he did it, did it, you know, got the product you may not choose first off right the bat right away. But, you know, and that's why I, you know, I put out the videos I put out because somebody may need it or somebody may want to know, like, mm-hmm. how is it good or is it trash? You know what I'm saying? Like, me, I'll be the test dummy is basically what now- I'm saying. I know I feel you on that. Now, before we before we wrap up, I didn't want to hit a topic that I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a little bit of a change of tone from what we've been mm-hmm. talking about. We've been talking about yeah. some light stuff, but yeah, regarding just you yourself, mm-hmm. um, other folks that look like you, black folks in the gun community, mm-hmm. I think we're we are in an interesting spot, and I, I've gotten a little bit of um, heat for talking about black issues mm-hmm. um and you know, he, the funny thing is like nobody knows me outside of here like they don't really mm-hmm. know who i actually am but i mm-hmm. talk about what i want to talk about if i want to mm-hmm. talk about black issues today i'm gonna talk about it. if i want to talk about women's issues i'm gonna talk about that if i want to talk about mm-hmm. you know whatever i don't i don't care if i want to talk about police i'll talk about it mm-hmm. um now i know for you yourself i've, I've actually witnessed um mm-hmm. you talking about certain issues that would be considered Black mm-hmm. issues, um, mm-hmm. in regards to you know a number of different things, mm-hmm. and even some of the people who follow you or mm-hmm. you know that you, you would assume rock with you have gotten mad, like get get big mad and start going off. And be like, yeah. oh, well, you gotta always talk about her, you know. Just it's like, mm-hmm. come on, bro. Like, what's going on? How do, can you talk about that a little bit and just kind of give your give your thoughts to that? If you can say okay. something to mm-hmm. not necessarily, you know, ragging on anybody. I don't I don't really appreciate yeah. that kind of stuff, but just address it if you could. Yeah, of course. And uh and you know, before I address it, you know what I'm saying, for the people that do follow me, you know what I'm saying, they end up seeing this and anything else like that, I'm gonna take a phrase right out of your rule book. Check your heart, man, before I say this, because like just like what Eddie Griffin said in one of his specials, if I said anyone in this club right here, I was talking about this is a group of people. And if you were offended, you probably was the person I was talking to about this. Like, just unbelievable. Because, you know, as a black man in America, we have a lot to be afraid of. Let's keep it a thousand, like we do. You know what I'm saying? We, we see the world differently. So when we step outside of our door, you know what I'm saying? But some people may just walk out of their door and be like, you know, Ah, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. No. For us, it's like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when it comes to speaking about Black issues, man, especially, you know, when you're a Black-owned business, 
you know what I'm saying, let alone a Black-owned two-way brand, when you speak out about racial hypocrisies, social injustice, you know what I mean, or like I said, Black issues, some people are going to feel like you should be neutral. And in my mind, I'm like, why should I be neutral about something that happens to people that look like me on a daily basis? I shouldn't have to be neutral about that. Things are happening to people that look like me that should be happening to them. They shouldn't go through this. And even though you don't know these people, you feel for them because at any given point, it can be you. It could be you, it could be your mom, your dad, your uncle, your sister, your brother. If, if you got kids, it could even be your kid one day. God forbid. So, so when we're vocal about it, I'm seeing people who got a problem with it that got no business having a problem about it. You know what I'm saying? And it's just crazy to me. It's like, if we're supposed to be cool friends, brothers or whatever, and you are, you know, someone from a different demographic than I am. If you care about my feelings or what I feel, you should care about it too. Not be like, yeah, bro, I get what you're saying and everything, but no, there shouldn't be no but in this. No. When it comes to racism, police brutality, and stereotypes and stuff like that, there is no but to this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Because you haven't experienced it and never will experience it, there should be no but in this. Because as much as you're talking to me right now, I don't know what could happen to me tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? God forbid. I don't know. I could freaking be a hashtag one day. I pray to God I don't. But you know what I'm saying? The same people that will, that argue with me before, God forbid, if I end up being a hashtag and end up being a video on social media, what are you going to say then? When you argue with me about Five or six, whatever months ago, even last year, are you going to argue then? Should I have what? Complied? Like, why is someone race baiting, race baiting BS term on my behalf? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, man. Right is right, is right and wrong is wrong, man. Like, as a black individual, whether you are a black owned business or just a black owned individual, like, we should be able to voice how we feel about things we don't feel good about. And we shouldn't have to break down and explain to you. We shouldn't have to do that. It's exhausting. Because whenever, because I've seen this, man, on some of other people's pages, like Black-owned pages, right? Or Black um, influencer pages. Shit, even my page a little bit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. Like, yeah, for the record, nobody better not come for you, bro, because I'll be the first one in line. (laughs) Uh, Appreciate that, bro. um, Yeah, um, that... When you when I see someone, a person of color speak on an issue, you know what I'm saying, whether it's a um it's a shooting or if it's a caring thing going on and whatever, and they talk about it and they express like their true negative feelings about it. And I see the terms like Yeah, but or like just comply, like if you know this is going on just to get just to get a uh just so you can get out of it, just comply and all that. It's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Or like, what about this statistic here and this and this and that? I'm like, bro, stop trying to find things to 
make it seem like what I'm talking about is irrelevant and I should be quiet. Mm. No, this is racial issues and racism in general. That's not something I should be quiet about because if you ask me just because you like, let's just keep it a bean, bro. White individuals and white individuals have the privilege to not have to even think about that. They could see it go on, right? They could see it, but they don't have to speak about it. They can just be neutral and just, you know, be cool, chill, lay back, don't say nothing. That's not a privilege I got. That's not a privilege you got. We see ourselves, we see our brothers, our sisters, and our family when we see these incidences. That's why we speak up. That's why we cry. That's why we get angry. That's why we even want to turn off our social media sometimes. Because we're tired of seeing it. And after a while, sometimes of us tired of seeing it, we spaz out. We want to say something, make a whole freaking paragraph of a, of a caption about it when we post it. Mm. But other people, no. They can just be like, man, uh, another incident, damn. <laughs> yeah, but, but the fact that you're not saying anything, that also makes it get you sideways. Now, when you see me talk about it, and you want to give me, and you want to give me Black about it. Okay, now I'm looking at you more than sideways now. Like, what's good, bro? Like, why are you coming at me? Someone's supposed to be your friend, your brother, whatever. You got a problem with me pointing out the racial hypocrisy and the truth. There is something in you that's not sitting right about what I said something that was a real hard truth and you couldn't swallow it. That's not my problem. That's your problem. You got to look within yourself. What do you be saying? Check your heart, bro. Or check your heart, sis. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I do see that I very see very, very few people of the other demographic, you know, talk about it. There's only two that I really do see. Is, um, or like three. Uh, the two ones I'm going to talk about is Jolly the Ginger and Tizzy ENT. You know, these two, you know, guys, they've, um, these are white guys and they, speak out up against racism, social injustice, and they call it how they see it, no filter, no nothing. And they get a lot of hate from their own people about it. But you know what? That's the kind of energy that I feel like a lot of people from their demographics should do. Like, if you feel like, as a human being, despite how different we look, you see that you feel like it's wrong, and you want to say something about it, despite whoever the heck feels weird about you saying something about it, you say something about it. And if you've seen that someone that you know is doing something that you know isn't cool, check them. Don't let it just slide. No, check them. Because at the end of the day, when we see that you check them, we value that. You know what I'm saying? Because you see what we see and you know it's wrong. You see that it is hard out here for people that look like us. And you see that it's not that hard for you. You see the hypocrisy, you know what I mean? And I feel like as black-owned businesses, we should have the right, just like freedom of speech, right? It's freedom to say what you want to say, you know what I'm saying? Although, sometimes saying what you say can have its consequences, right? Which sure I'm pretty right. sure, which, which I'm sure I may, there may be consequences about me saying what I'm saying, but there are very minor consequences. <laughs> you know, it's it's but, a constant conversation, bro. You can say what you want. Oh, yeah, that's the yeah. funny thing. Whether, mm-hmm. e- even if I, even if I full on disagreed with you mm-hmm. about every little thing you just said, mm-hmm. about it, I feel like it's important to let people talk. 
to yeah. let people get say what's on their heart. And I would mm-hmm. seem like a like I lack empathy if I didn't at least let you say what was on your chest. So, and I, and I think that's a question that I actually have, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no. I, I wonder, like, for those people that you're running into who, mm-hmm. who hop in your comment section, anytime, you know, something tragic happens and someone dies, mm-hmm. and, and one, one would say is, at the very least, a questionable way, mm-hmm. and at, at, you know, on the other side is maybe racially motivated or um, mm-hmm. an injustice to be clear, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I wonder for those people who see those situations when, when you and others speak on it, cause it's not just you, it's a lot of folks who mm-hmm. they'll see something and you, they'll speak up and they get accused of being, uh, ultra woke or for weaponizing race or for race mm-hmm. baiting and stuff like yeah. that. And regardless of your woke status, I, I, mm-hmm. I wonder, like, do you feel like those people lack empathy or if they're actually racist and they think pe- like people that don't look like them are less than or like, mm-hmm. what, what do you, what do you, What's your perception, anyways? Not that you're right, but what's, mm-hmm. what's your perception of these people who go out of their way to mm-hmm. try to discredit you with whether it be a statistic or um, a saying or something that they've heard or even just questioning you? And it's not a sin to question people, but mm-hmm. maybe when they're grieving, it's not a good idea to just question people. But what's your perception of these uh, individuals? My perception, bro, it could be a mixture of things. A lot of it could be racism like straight out flat out and of course racism is taught you know what i'm saying and Mm -hmm. you don't know how these people were raised they might have been raised to think the wrong way about different groups of people that's one some may be uneducated they do not know you know the history of uh you know black people and the black descendants and everything else like that they don't they don't know about you know the redlining laws you know saying they do not know about you know Tulsa, Oklahoma, and everything else like that, the Black Wall Street, they got burned down and everything like that. They do not know. So they feel like just because they may see a Black individual in a place of a, of a high place, right? They may think, well, what are you talking about? It's like, yo, don't think so because you may see one of us in a high place. That don't, no. Trust me, no. There's still people out that look like me that get treated a certain way and it ain't cool. You know what right. I'm saying? And some are just Ignorant meaning where you can show someone the facts. You can talk until you are blue in the face. This person just doesn't want to hear what you're saying. It's like they're stuck in a certain mindset where they can't look outside of it. You know what I'm saying? So, and some people, they may not be racist. They just, it's like, you, it's like you got to baby them. It's like, like you got to take them through a freaking history lesson. Which is annoying and exhausting because it's like, it's like, it's just like when you, like when you have a child and you got to teach a child like why this is bad. And they keep saying, why, why, why? And you tell them why, like mm-hmm. every time they, they ask, they say why, and you say why, and they say why to that. And you got to keep explaining, explaining, explaining. That's how it feels. It's like, why am I explaining this to a grown individual who can literally just do their own research and look it up themselves. Mm. Like, why do you want the easy way out? Why do you want someone to take out an hour of their day or two hours of their day, whether they at work, they out doing whatever, running an errand, you know what I'm saying? Or even they're at home and they come from their own home. But why do they, why you got to take the easy way out and have this person explain something to you that you can just look up and research yourself, understand, mm. talk to people that, that look like me, talk to them and just ask them like get an understanding 
and let them just talk. Don't be doing none of that rebuttal shit. Like, like just mm-hmm. listen. You know what I'm saying? Because there is a world that we see that you don't see. There is lives that we live that you will never get to live. And that's that's actually extremely true. And I think that point is maybe one of the one of the best points that you could you could say is is there's lives and communities and impacts that if you live in a certain area or if you have a certain level of education or if you're maybe a certain complexion, perhaps you may not have to deal with those things, especially if you're a combination of the thing. Like if you're uh, a super wealthy guy who grew up in uh, the super nice part of Europe and you came mm-hmm. over and all you live in is in uptown New York City, like. You don't you don't worry about the little things. No. You don't worry about the little people. Now, if you are uh, you, know, you grew up in like a trailer park somewhere, I don't, you, you could be white, you could be green. I don't care. Yeah. But if you grew up in a trailer park somewhere, you probably understand the struggle of oh man, the police are here and they're looking for drugs when they could be in mm-hmm. the urban areas looking for drugs too. Because there's plenty of drugs there too. Like, yeah. um, not not to get too far mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. But yeah. actually, I did have a question as you were talking, bro, and I don't, I don't mm-hmm. mean to just kind of keep bouncing, but no. Um, so we all know that the media is the media, um, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't, I'm not saying oh Fox News or CNN or what. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care about which media. I'm talking about media, classic, mm-hmm. old head, old school media is mm-hmm. the media. Do you feel like the media makes it harder for people who maybe generally would be empathetic to, um, to have those sympathetic bones in their body to see like serious issues happening in front of them and and to, you know, maybe feel some pain along with the person explaining their situation. For instance, mm-hmm. um, every it seems like every time something happens, whether it actually be a racial issue or not, because a lot mm-hmm. of some stuff that happens, that, re- that really wasn't, that wasn't news. Like, that's not news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot of stuff is. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like just by kind of like putting it in people's face often and like really mm-hmm. hyping it up and having news anchors sitting at, sitting at their desk preaching a certain way do you feel like that kind of throws people off especially when it becomes like a political thing where you have oh this far right figure talking about it and this far left figure talking about it they're going back and forth making it like a political thing when really it's a people thing do you feel like that has an impact or is it something else entirely honestly i think it's both like when i say both i mean um the news the main media mainstream media it's an it's a it's a business. It's an, it's an organization, and we all know that like organizations and stuff like that. Their main thing that feeds them is money. So mm-hmm. is that if they get if they need to spend something just so they can get certain kind of support, they will spend it how they need to. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who the person was, what their past was, what kind of person they are how they were loved by their community, that don't matter. You know what I'm saying? And I also believe the people that are on these um that are on these um news broadcasting and everything else like that, they've had experience they've had experiences too and they have stereotypes as well. So they're also even throwing out their own views as well. Like, you know, they'll throw out, you know, old stats or BS stats or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because the mainstream media is supposed to make you feel like they're not lying to you. Yeah. They're supposed to make you feel like we're your main source of information, so you should believe us. When 
black leaders of the past, such as, you know, Martin Luther King and uh, Malcolm X, you know what I'm saying? My personal opinion, Malcolm X being the main one, he showed and proved that mainstream media you shouldn't trust because they will twist words. They will, you know what I'm saying, make you believe that what they're saying is true and really is not. You know what I'm saying? And if you, and they were trying to make it seem like the people that, okay, like if you put black folks in the news where, okay, man, this keeps happening, this happens, and this happens, or saying, or, you know what I mean? Like whether it's a, it was a, a neighborhood shooting or a robbery, a rob at gunpoint or a murder. Like if you keep putting that kind of stuff out there, I'm sure every other person, other demographic, or even our own people are going to say, man, we wilding out here. And sometimes, unfortunately, we do wild out here. I'll keep it real. But like at the same time, though, that's not all who we are. Right. There's a lot like, of black excellence and black good and black people doing great things out here. But absolutely. If you, so if you put that out there, it's actually going to be counterproductive to what they want us to continue thinking. Yeah, and I, I will I will just double back on that point real quick and say like I was at a, a range day mm-hmm. um, just yesterday. I actually recorded. Um, Mm-hmm. with uh everyday shooter um youtuber and he we had a range day out down in houston and he mm-hmm. had a guy who's from chicago and talking about his you know where he's from and mm-hmm. he was like you know it's not like that everywhere in chicago like you could still go there and have a great time and just mind your business and don't try to go into places really you shouldn't be and it's kind of mm-hmm. like that everywhere like even yeah. even in this town if you go into the wrong neighborhood and just stand mm-hmm. around yeah. So people are going to start asking questions and it's, yeah. it could end badly for you. It could, it could be fine, but it could end yeah. badly. Yeah. You know? And I'm not, and I'm not saying Chicago is some great place that you want to be all the time. It's mm-hmm. like the South side of Chicago or whatever. Um, or I'm, I'm not super familiar. So let me not pretend like I know exactly where to go. But, <laughs> <laughs> right. But I, I wonder like, on the other side of that coin, like, okay, yeah. So you go to Chicago on over Easter weekend and they're killing each other. Like that, that that's the lifestyle. And I don't, and I work with kids who, who do inner city stuff. Uh, when I'm, when I'm not mm-hmm. doing this, I'm doing that. And when I'm not doing this, I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've worked with a lot of inner city kids who is, they, they didn't really choose that lifestyle just cause they wanted mm-hmm. that lifestyle. Like they kind of, it's, it's like stuff right. needed to be done something needed to be done to help these mm-hmm. people. And yeah. instead of commenting in your comment section, a lot of these guys mm-hmm. who, who are like, well, you know, they could just read a book and become smarter and never not have to get involved in gang violence. So go, go volunteer. There's plenty of organizations out there where you can volunteer. Yeah. You could go, go into these people's homes and show them mm-hmm. love and give them books and read to them. Mm-hmm. Like, do something exactly. to help these people, bro. Like, if you're so concerned that George mm-hmm. Floyd was uh, just a drug addict, why don't you go volunteer at dr- uh, uh, alcohol anonymous and uh, different addiction places anonymous so that you can actually help people to, mm-hmm. to be better like if you're so concerned that mm-hmm. um, the only reason why people are suffering is because um, of their own actions and a lot of the time that is true our actions do dictate what happens next why don't you go be part of the solution instead of just getting all a uh, 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 Twitter warrior on me? <laughs> like, hey, go do something. I couldn't have said it any better. And um, that's why I feel like, you know, black owned brand, black owned brands and black gun instructors, you know, uh, you know, people like, you know, uh, Stephanie, um, Doc Holiday, Doc Holiday 69 on IG, um, you know, Nina De La Flores, you know, Z1 Solutions, like, we saw that there was a call that where 
we're not represented in that field. And there are more people that have bought firearms that look like us and they're going to ranges where they don't feel comfortable for various reasons, you know what I'm saying? And um, they need they need us. They need to be with people that understand them, won't judge them when they walk inside. So that when they walk in and walk into the course or walk into the class and they see you, they like, oh, I got, I got one of mine in there. Like, you know, so this, this is going to be kind of cool, right? You know, especially with the, um, yeah. you know, with the gun violence or the gun negligence and stuff like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that, that, that's the reason. That's why, you know, we are the boots on the ground. That's why I made, I made a particular tweet before where I said, you know, from in 2016 all the way up to now, we saw a calling that where we needed to be out there, we need to represent our people, and we need to, you know, be that source of education and assurance that, like, you can defend yourself and this is how you can do it safely and we can stop people from harming each other or even harming themselves. Or mm-hmm. if they do need to harm someone because harm is being presented to them, they could do it in a safe and efficient way. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so that's why I do it. That's why uh, uh, um, the people I've mentioned do it and many others that I forgot to mention. You know what I'm saying? That's why we do it because we see that. You know, there's, there's so many really great instructors out there. Oh, yeah. And we feel motivated to really be there for the folks and to offer a solution so that we don't have to feel like victims. So we don't have to yeah. have have a, a weird um, like a frustration uh, mm-hmm. I remember you saying earlier that, you know, sometimes folks maybe feel nervous about taking on their day, like, oh, man, walking out the door, what's going to happen today? And just yeah. kind of being beat down and feeling that fatigue of like, man, I just saw, you know, my friend get killed in the community, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, maybe not by police, but maybe they died and X, Y, and Z is happening. And you feel mm-hmm. some, uh, some some type of way from your boss at work who, tr- you know, might be coming at you, whether whether it's a black boss or a white boss. I mean, yeah. bosses are like that. Mm-hmm. And, you about. know, every, every, a lot of people have struggles, but then you have the the the, the overwhelming, uh, like looming, you know, issue of like racism over yeah. us. Um, yeah. And whether that, <laughs> whether, whether you're experiencing like currently, like some mm-hmm. sort of like racial injustice or mm-hmm. uh, people treating you badly because of how you look or because of where you came from. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, like that—that'll happen too, or you're just maybe concerned that, like, dang, I'm at McDonald's and the lady in line is she treated the person in front of me just fine, but when it came to me, she acted mm-hmm. like like I was weird or something, and mm-hmm. I don't—I don't, I didn't feel like I was putting off bad vibes, but you know, why is she acting kind of weird to me? Like, I don't—I don't—I don't get it. And then you have to ask yourself, like, yo, is she like low key like, is it yeah, black? Of course, like that. You know, and that's when I know some people try to give people the benefit of the doubt, like try to the good in people, but it's like, yo, when you look like me and you, it's hard to give people like that a pass because it's like, wait a minute, you act like this way with Sharon, he's giving you a random name, but then I get to you, you change. It's like, okay, you know, I, like, you like, 
I ain't tripping. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, and that's, that's, where it's, that's where it's confusing because sometimes, sometimes you can't see all the different factors. Like sometimes you didn't see who she dealt with before. So you don't know if she's just always awful or if she's just being bad to you because she don't, she, yeah. she hears your accent. She don't like where you're from. Like, like. Oh, right? yeah. Or she feels like you, you, you some sort of thug or something. And it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, <laughs> Chill, yeah. lady. Like, what the heck? Yeah, and the stereotypes that, you know, and this is a stereotype that my mother was afraid about for me was that, like, one, not only am I black, I'm, I'm a big black dude. I'm not, like, I'm not six foot four number, like, I'm five foot 11. You know what I'm saying? I look kind of somewhat stocky, but like, and I got tattoos and everything else like that. So, oh, that it up. Yeah, so that off rip is like, oh. Clearly a gangster. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, right. like, so it's like I'm stereotyped off rip before I even get to open my mouth and everything else like that. So, walking out, you know, walking out your door, it's like, okay, man, I got to go to work, try to get the work shape and all that, deal with the boss. And it's like, you know, and, and granted, thank God, like, the stuff that I've seen other black folks been through, some of the things that they survived, some of the things that they didn't survive, I haven't experienced any of it. You know what I'm saying? I pray to God. Thank God. You know, and I, 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 hope, I hope no one, whether you're black, white, or otherwise, has to experience mm-hmm. some of that crazy of, stuff of, that you of see. Of course not. You know what I'm saying? And, like, uh, you know, but at the same time, it's like, who is going to end up going through that majority of the time? Shoot, that's, bro. That's let, let me tell you. You know, and I just, you know, that's why I try to, uh, you know, do my best to do the right thing and everything else like that, uh, you know, and, uh, but, you know, granted, you know, um, quick little story, trying to make it quick as quick as possible. Um, this is when I was living with my parents still. Um, I was driving to go, I was leaving to go and pick up some food that I ordered from Chili's. And, uh, you know, I was, and I, you know, I had my firearm on me and everything else like that. Uh, I pulled out of the of the of, of the crib, right? The part out of the uh, garage, or whatever. I didn't even make it three blocks, and I already got the cops behind me. I'm like, wait a minute! I drove three blocks, and I didn't even get to the main street yet. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, wow. um, uh-huh. And granted, when you were a black individual, you see these red and blue eyes behind you. You are everything but chill. So, sure, I mean, I still got to calm myself down a little bit because yeah. you're like, oh, shoot. And, you, and people got to understand that, like, man, you didn't do nothing. Like, you shouldn't. History has shown you do not, black people do not have to do anything wrong to be scared of police. But here's, here's the interesting thing. Like, I don't understand why folks aren't empathetic because if you just look at the justice system at large, Yes, mostly black people are in, in the prison system, um, and you can cite whatever statistical reason that you want to justify those numbers. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But the justice system has already shown that it's not really just. You're not necessarily innocent until proven guilty. You could sit in a jail cell for a year waiting on a case. Mm-hmm. The guy I interviewed yesterday, he said he committed a misdemeanor, mm-hmm. and instead of getting tried for his uh, his misdemeanor, mm-hmm. and then being able to work out his sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was in processing basically for five years. They kept delaying it, which is, you know, constitutional violation. You have the right to a speedy trial, right? Like yeah, not, five not. years. <laughs> so 
He couldn't. He could barely get a job because they were like, "Yeah, come back when you get that worked out." Well, five years later, finally worked out. He couldn't get a firearm, so his Second Amendment right was suppressed. Five years later, like y'all could look at the previous episode and you know hear mm-hmm. all about it if you missed okay. it. But mm-hmm. um, to me, it's just it's wild. Like it doesn't matter. Like people who get a tight and be like, "Oh, why are you why are you scared of police if you didn't do anything?" Listen, bro, I. I I know some cops. I think some of them are fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's some people who don't need to be cops. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Some there's some people who don't who don't need to be parents. There's some people who don't need to be in positions of power. There's some people who don't need to be cops. Like, and I'm, you know, the cops that I know, I don't I don't mess with no cop that I can't trust. You know what I mean? Like, like we went to school together. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know I know who you are. You actually here for the people that you serve in. Like you, mm-hmm. you have a big heart, and you, you're handling business. You're making sure your streets are safe, and you're not trying to be out here killing people uh, or mm-hmm. harassing people, beating people up. I don't mess with you if you like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But there's people that I know you know. <laughs> I know you've seen them. Dude, <laughs> that are that are the man. other way around. Oh man, you just triggered another one. <laughs> Right, let's make it quick because we got to wrap this joint. I know. Um, okay. Um, this kid, I ain't going to put his name out there, but um, I used to be cool with him in um, in high school. Granted, when me and this other guy, we were seniors, and he was a, a sophomore freshman. You know what I'm saying? Anybody mess with him, you know, they had to go through us. Like, they wasn't messing with him. You know, yeah. he was cool. So, um, granted, he did have a brother that go to high school went to high school, but he had graduated already, though. But, um, so, fast forward years later, there is this thing going on at an event at a very popular uh, club uh, in downtown Miami. Um, you know, for those that don't know, I live in Miami, Florida. Uh, but it was like, you know, like a disturbance. And then there was and the officers called to it, right? And um, I seen the video what's going on. And... Um, People recording it and stuff like that was going on. And um, I think I seen one of the, I started to see one of the officers that were, you know, like, you know, being aggressive or whatever. And I'm like, wait a minute, is that who I think it is? I'm like, yo. So the little short dude that me and my homie, like, you know, we were cool with, and I messed with him, that to go through us, like, he ended up being a cop, right? And um, when this black individual, you know, saying like, walk right past him, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, pushed him like, like, like he, like he straight up pushed him. Like, bro, this dude did not push you. Why are you doing that? Like, I get that your adrenaline is up, but like, if you ain't getting hit or attacked, don't touch nobody. Period. I don't care if you got your. Wait, wait. wait. Let's just clarify. Like, who who pushed who? Was the cop pushed the guy or the, the guy cop, pushed the on cop the cop? The guy. The cop that you knew from yeah. back in school. Yeah, that you used yeah. To and his brother was, and his brother was right next to him. Like his brother's a cop as well, so his brother was right next to him. They were serving together. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So and they, these both of these guys are short. So you know what I'm saying. But I'm like, yo. And after he did that, you know what I'm saying. He's talking all that mess, talking all that trash, and I'm like, in my head to myself, I'm like, dude, you were not like this in high school. And I know because your brother right next to you and the other boys around you, you acting big boy. Dude, no. <laughs> it's weird. I think I think it, this happens and I've 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 kind of experienced this by proxy because I don't I don't know a lot of mm-hmm. uh, a lot of black cops necessarily, but I've heard that 
some cops say they were normal when they went in and then the system kind of ate them up and they became something else. And I'm not, I'm not sure what it is. And you know, like I said, I support any cop doing the right thing. If you're just keeping the streets safe, trying to help us out. Cause you know, if I need to call you, like I need you to take care of my family. Like if I, if, if I'm unable to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I, I respect you if you're gonna do the right thing, but if you're doing the wrong thing, bro, like, yeah, you know, and I, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't have the answer, bro. Like, for for those who have been through, who have so much like PTSD, or have been trained by the system to be aggressive when they don't need to be, or to yeah. profile people that don't need to be profiled. That's, and I understand yeah. it's dangerous out there. That lady cop got killed the other day. Um, apparently some sort of ambush for seemingly no I reason. I don't, I don't I know. That is, I heard of that as well. And um, I don't know the full story as of yet. You know right, I don't know the full story either. Yeah. But off the rip, it sounds bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it does, and um, but me, I don't know any cops personally where I could say, you know, oh, he's a he's a good cop, he's a good you know good guy, good, you know, female, whatever. You know, what I'm saying now, do I have people that I know that have gotten into law enforcement? Yeah, but can I say they're a good cop or a bad cop? No, because I've never seen them doing it. Like I haven't seen them in action. So me, I'm not gonna just assume because how I knew how cool you was with me. In high school, I'm just going to say you look up as no. Right. And I think that's that's an important thing to distinguish. Just because you knew somebody 10 years ago, they, they're probably different now. Um, Maybe. Probably. Yeah, you're right. And so definitely, personally, just to put this out there, I think mm-hmm. a lot more of those community efforts where like, you see cops like playing basketball with the kids and like mm-hmm. hanging out at events and stuff, that needs to happen more. Because like, if you're yeah. going to be in my neighborhood running around chasing after people who don't look like you who you've never seen before in your life like yeah like i need you to be more involved if you're gonna be there like because obviously you're not going away why don't you get involved like be a part yeah. of the solution bro yeah that's that's my opinion you, you might actually feel differently but that's my opinion no i 100% agree with you and this is 100% especially to the officer's that are not from that area. Like if you're from a different county, from a different state, and you are in another state and city and county, dealing with the demographic of people or people that you just never met before, you need to, what, despite whatever you probably might have heard about this community or whatever, that's what people told you. And some of these people mm-hmm. are saying that they've never been set down here. You need to understand the locals and get to know them because not everybody mm-hmm. in that neighborhood is what you apparently heard of. Right. Unfortunately, I feel like like it seems like the only people that they get to know are the bad guys. Oh, we've seen him third time this week. I'm yeah. like, bro, why don't you go get to know some of the nice folks from the community? You know, uh, obviously you're gonna know the gas station attendant because you're always buying stuff from there. But like, mm-hmm. get get to know some of the families. You know, like let them recognize you. Be like, oh yeah, that's officer so and so. He's a nice guy. We uh, we actually invited him over for this one thing one time. And so, like, you can have a relationship with the people that you're supposed to be protecting. So if I see you, I'm not freaking out. I'd be like, oh, yeah, what's up, officer? Yeah, it's cool. You know, like, it's no big deal. That said, I know that you know, places like New York City, there's, like, millions of cops. And that's not always possible. But, you yeah, know, do what you can, bro. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, man. I know we went way over time. No, it's uh, good, man. I enjoyed this, man. Like I said, man. We, we need to follow up for real. <laughs> I, I, dude, I didn't realize that just when the time went by. I'm like, oh, seen him. He only been talking for like, what, maybe 20-something minutes? But there was more than that. <laughs> Oh man, it's it's been a little bit, and hopefully, hopefully, people stuck around for the good stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, obviously, guys, if you are at this point and you enjoy the content, or maybe you even disagree with every little thing we said, but you, yeah. you support people being able to say what they want to say, mm-hmm. uh, you support free speech, you support liberty, yeah. you support people expressing themselves freely. Go yeah. ahead and like the video, subscribe, please. Turn the bell notification on. It's not that hard. Uh, yeah. Drop a comment. If you disagree with us, drop a comment. Yeah, I will man. advise you. Mm-hmm. Try to keep it cool. Like, don't, don't be, don't go for. That's all we're asking. Like, if don't you be dumb, bro. Learn something from either one of us. Just ask the question. We don't like. We welcome intellectual dialogue, and it don't got to be name calling or none of that. And we yeah. free to disagree and everything else like that because that's what, like you said, what this is all about is. Mm-hmm. learning other people, their backgrounds, their viewpoints. And if you want to learn from this person, understand why this person thinks this way, just ask the question. You don't got to ask it aggressively. Just ask Cooked it. up a little perspective. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. That's the cool thing about what I feel like we could do is mm-hmm. we can learn a little bit more about like who is Armbeard Warrior, who is mm-hmm. David and you know, just like, what is his perspective mm-hmm. on life? Why does he Why does he tweet the way he tweets? Why does he make videos the way he makes videos? I feel mm-hmm. like we did that. I'm mm-hmm. excited to talk to you again, even mm-hmm. offline, and hopefully yeah. again, maybe in, in the next season, because you, you, uh, yeah. I feel like you still have a lot more to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, uh, bro, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on um, IG, uh, you know, at Armbitted Warrior, you know what I'm saying? And um, I also have... Uh, um, a black owned business, Royalty Arms LLC. You know, Royalty Arms uh, on IG Shout as well, out. on Royalty Arms. Uh, no, on IG as well at Royalty Arms LLC. You know, what I'm saying I sell merch, I sell um, shirts. You know, what I'm saying and I sell patches. And uh, this is actually one of my limited edition real gold shirts. This is the Loud and Proud design where it has the shield, the king, the queen, and the, with the rifles crossing and everything else like that. Like I feel like I have one of the clothing two-way clothing brands that where you can just about customize your the whole shirt you can put what you want on it or choose what kind of design you want as far as in the right sleeve you can put the have the american flag or you can have the african continent you can have the uh, king coat of arms or the queen coat of arms and everything else like that i have about over 30 to 40 different designs and i keep always creating all the time i'm gonna drop you know i already got a hat out but i'm gonna put more different type of uh, headgear out soon you know what i'm saying and um you know follow me on there subscribe to the website you know what i'm saying and everything else like that on youtube armed bearded warrior you know i have a lot of good content up there as far as uh you know product reviews holsters iron sights laser board sights uh even some you know things i have opinions on and passions about you know what i'm saying and um also in some of those uh videos you can um, find some promos in there for certain for uh, companies that I've uh, bought for. They give me promo code. Make sure you use them so you can get, get a discount. You know who doesn't like discounts? You know what I mean. So uh, and on my Twitter, who doesn't like discounts? Yeah, who doesn't? And I'm on Twitter as well. I believe uh, I switched my uh, 
I just read. Uh, I'll, I'll add it to the yeah, bio. Yeah, so yeah, I changed it. Yeah, it. So, but yeah. On whether it's the podcast or the YouTube videos, we'll, we'll add it in there so yeah, you can definitely. find you on all those links, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, sure. But yeah, man, um, I'm, I'm following you on Twitter. So if someone wants to find my Twitter and then link through to you as well, however they want to do mm -hmm. it. Uh, bro, David, thanks so much for coming on, bro. Thanks for having constant conversations with your boy, Atlas. I'm very excited that we could we can put this out there, let people see a little mm -hmm. bit more who you are. Yeah. Who is Armed Bearded Warrior? We're trying to find out. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for coming on and listening, and y'all have a great rest of the day and night, wherever you are. All right, thank you for having me, brother. Like I said, I've been excited for this for a long time. Anything else like that? That's why I said before, everybody need to give you your flowers now because when you get big and you have a much bigger following, I'm going to be on different platforms and team up with other podcasts to bring people on and talk about what you're talking about now. Yeah, I don't want to hear no one saying, you know, I'm moving from the jump. No, you didn't. <laughs> Let's keep it a thousand. Who is you? No new friends, homie. I'm just kidding, man. I'm here for, I'm here for us all, bro. I'm just, you know, rising tide raises all ships, so they say. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to be part of that tide, bro. Yeah. Try to try to help. I'm glad you're part of it, brother. I love man. it, man. Uh, man. Y'all keep it costly. All right. Have a good one, everybody.